Anybody ever have a pair of PF flyers? Chris Antel, awesome. Because <laughs> you know, if you're going to go take down the beast, you can't have just any shoe on, right? You got to have your PF flyers on, okay? You got to have your PF flyers. You guys probably had a friend like this, but um, um, I remember um, back in, in elementary school, I had this friend, and he was, he was the guy who, he had the shoes the best shoes the day after you saw them on the commercial for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else have a friend like that? It's like, man, dude, how do you already have these shoes? It takes me right back to third grade. And I remember one day walking in and uh, one of my very best friends, uh, he's looking at me and he's all excited and he's pointing down his shoes. And I, and I look down and I see him like, holy smokes, what are those shoes? I mean, it blew off the top of my head. It's like, what are those? He's like, dude, come check these out. I didn't even know they existed. He's like, dude, these are Nike Air pumps, man. Nike Air pumps. Who knows Nike Air pumps? I was like, what do they do? And he's like, he's like, look at this. And they have the tab and you press it in, press it in, press it in. It tightens it up. And then it's got the release valve. And all of a sudden you hear, head blown once again. You gotta be kidding me. I turn around, there's 10 guys in line. I'm not lying, there's 10 guys in line. Dude, can I pump up your shoes for you? Yeah, come on in. I got those shoes like two and a half years later, you know, when they were half price, you know. But we all have those, those people in our life who they got the shoes before you even see the commercials. Like, oh man, those are awesome. If we're gonna take down the beast, you gotta have the PF flyers, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, this video. Um, will come into play later in the sermon, but maybe there'll be a connection there. If not, it's the Sandlot. Do you need anything else? It's a classic. <laughs> tonight we're going to um, tonight we're going to continue the series, "The Armor of God: Wake Up to the War." It's the uh, third part of this series, and tonight we're going to be uh, focusing in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten through fifteen. Ephesians chapter six, verse ten through fifteen. If you would turn there in your Bibles, but we're Specifically going to be focusing on verse 15. Verse 15. So I'm going to read it for us starting in verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And in verse 15, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for your wonderful love for us. Lord, thank you for that worship, God, and your presence, Lord. Lord, tonight we just pray you would bring wisdom, pray you bring understanding, pray you bring revelation of your word to me, to, to all of us tonight, because, Lord, our goal is we want to uh, more deeply commune with you, Father. We want to more deeply commune with you. So, Holy Spirit, you are invite, invited here. Sharpen our, our eyes and ears to see and hear exactly what you're wanting to be said tonight. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we are. We find ourselves right smack dab in the middle of an all-out war. Right smack dab in the middle of it. Now, this is a spiritual war, and we know that. 
And the cool thing about this spiritual war is that we know the ending. Amen. We know that we've already won through Jesus coming to this earth as the incarnate, through his life, death, uh, burial, resurrection, ascension. We know that we have the victory by his grace through our faith. We have victory in his name. Amen. So we know that we've won the war. Big picture. That's an awesome thing. And that's for each one of us who are believers in this room. We've won the war. But, but we still have a daily battle that we have to fight. We still have a daily battle. And the Bible says that this battle is against a worthy adversary. A worthy adversary. Not a puny one. Not a weak one. A worthy one. Tony has said in the past couple of weeks that it's not only a worthy enemy, but the enemy, Satan, is a tactical genius. Goodness. I didn't even want to hear those words when he said them. You know, it's like you just want to kind of move Satan to the side. He's not even worthy. He's not. No, he is. I tell you, when you hear those things, it's like, man, this sounds exhausting. This sounds exhausting. How are we going to win these daily battles? So like anything in life, but especially this, it's important to be prepared and equipped. Prepared and equipped. So God gives us this wonderful passage about how to prepare and equip ourselves with his godly armor. And he sees it important to talk about shoes But not just any shoes, the right shoes, the best shoes. Because we all know what it's like to have on the wrong shoes at the wrong time. Amen? He's talking about giving you the right shoes, the very best shoes at the exact right time. This reminds me of a funny story. Actually, it's one of those awkward junior high stories. Anybody else live to tell any of your awkward junior high stories? You didn't raise your hand. You're lying out of your teeth. There you go. (laughs) This one takes me back to eighth grade and to the basketball team. And one of my really good friends, um, he's probably six foot, six foot one at the time, had all the skills, had all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all of the moves of a basketball player. He was awesome, but he had one serious problem. Can you guess what it is? His shoes. His shoes. Now, this guy could shoot and pass and all these things, but the problem was is before you do those things, you come to a stop to jump or to pass or to shoot. And when he would come to a stop, he wouldn't stop. He'd just keep sliding on through like skis on a ski slope. The problem is, is that when you slide on through after you stopped in basketball, what is that, Ben? It's a travel. It's a turnover. You give the ball to the other team so they can go and score. So he had all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the skill, but he didn't have the right shoes on. They were Chuck Taylors. This was the 90s. You don't wear Chuck Taylors for basketball in the 90s. I mean, they're cool and trendy and all. I love them. But you don't play hoops in them anymore, you know? You got to get your Air Jordans on, right? All right. Well, it's a funny story, but let me ask you this. How many of us face life every day and we've got the wrong shoes on. Or maybe we're not even putting on shoes at all. Shoes is the physical analogy part of the scripture. But let me say it like this to you. How many of us face life every day and we don't utilize the gospel of peace? Or maybe we don't even really know what the gospel of peace is or what it means. God wants to shod our feet with the gospel of peace and crush Satan underneath him. If you, if you ever had any doubt, that's what he wants to do. 
That's his plan. He wants to shod our feet with the gospel of of peace and crush Satan underneath him. If you've got the PowerPoint going, it could be on the screen. Um, In Romans, verse 16, I mean chapter 16, there we go. Chapter 16, verse 19 through 20, it says this. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Notice these words and the symmetry between them in verse 15 in Ephesians. And the God of what? The God of peace will crush Satan under your what? Under your feet. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan. God. Wrong place. Uh, silly uh, junior high worship song. It's not silly, it's powerful <laughs> that, we, that we learned some time ago. Um, but it's so true. That is God's plan. If you had any doubt, that is his plan. He wants to shod your feet. Now, to shod means to put on, but literally in the Greek, it means to bind underneath. It means to bind underneath. It's to bind these shoes underneath. And the shoes it was talking about was soldiers of that time, which were typically studded with basically nails for better gripping and maneuvering. I mean, there are some, you should Google it. There are some crazy pictures of what these shoes are. But you understood the terrain they were in, right? So this is what God wants to do. He wants to shod your feet. He wants to bind under your feet these shoes so that you can literally crush the head of the enemy. Everybody pick up your leg and hit it down. Not too hard. That's what he wants to do. That's his plan. So if you're ever in doubt, if you're ever curious of what it is, this is what God wants to do with your life. This is kind of like a, I wrote down like a little thesis of what this sermon would be. And so um, it should be on the screen. If not, I'll, I'll say it a couple of times. But having your feet shod was for the purpose of giving you peace and victory was for the purpose of giving you peace and victory and for you to deliver peace and victory wherever your feet step. Let me say it again. Having your feet shod was for the purpose of giving you peace and victory and for you to deliver peace and victory wherever your feet step. Tonight, I want to look at three things that we have to do to see these shoes of the gospel of peace crush our enemy. How many of you guys just want to crush your enemy? You just want to crush them. Let me tell you this. If there's a little snake coming along the ground and it's last minute and you don't see it till it's right there, are you going to do this? Heck no, you're not going to do it. You're going to be, oh my God, boom! You're going to step right on its head. You're going to squish it in. And you're going to hope that you've shod your feet with those Roman boot type things with the big nails on them, right? And don't have these on. You're going to hope that your feet were shone with the gospel of peace so that you can have peace in that situation. Here's the first thing tonight that we're going to look at is preparation. Preparation. You have to start every day, every day with the gospel of peace. This is so interesting, but the word peace in this verse literally means to join with. To join with. To be at one with. To join with the Father. We must join ourselves to the Father every morning if we want to have the gospel of peace. That's what it means. We have to join ourselves with him. Here's the problem. We know how to join ourselves to things, but we don't often join ourselves every day to the one who gives us peace. 
And so when we don't join ourselves to the one who gives us peace, then we go out through the day and it's really hard to be in relationships and situations to give peace because we're not joined to the one who's the source of it. Amen? Amen? Hey, Josh, good to see you, man. <laughs> Let me give you guys an illustration. Let's go back to the, the Roman days and the time of the Colosseum. And, and even you can, you can think up some Im- imagery of the movie The Gladiator and Maximus Aurelius, you know, and all of his victory and valor, all of those things. And so before the gladiators would go out into the floor of the Colosseum, they would be underneath. And what would they be doing? They would be getting prepared and equipped to get ready to face whatever is going to come through those doors when they open. Is that not right? So there they are. They're putting on their armor and choosing choice weapons, daggers, spear, bows and arrows, knives, whatever they can grab to defend themselves. Now, think about this for a second. Could you imagine if Maximus Aurelius would have ran out there and he would have just been in his loincloth? Can you imagine that? The dude's not going to last. I told Tony the other night, it's like us running out, a uh, different movie here, it's like us running out dressed like Smeagol. Somebody make a Smeagol noise, Aiden. There we go. It's like running out Smeagol. Smeagol's had everything stripped from him, removed from him. He's not joined to anything. He's not delivering anything. He's not going to win. There is no peace in his life. We can't do that. God is calling us through this passage to join ourselves with him. It's part of the preparation. So all of this, the verse, the illustration, it begs the question, how do I do it? How do I join myself with the Lord every day so that I can be and have peace in my life? How do I do it? I want to talk to you about this on two different levels. Two different levels, the, the basic level and then what I'm calling the next level. The basic level is this. Read, memorize, pray, sing, listen, watch, discuss, enjoy. You guys got it? You got it? Did you not get it all? This is the basic level. Read, memorize, pray, sing, listen, watch, discuss, enjoy, have a good night. You got it all. That's what you need. Let's break it down a little further. Read. Read the word. There, there's no substitution, guys. We're talking about having peace every day. We're talking about joining ourselves with the Lord every day so that we can have peace in our life and we can minister peace to other people. There's no substitution for reading the Word. Now, we're all in different places of the journey. We're all in different places of the journey. Reading the Word every day to you might seem like a verse, might seem like a passage, might seem like a chapter, it might seem like a book. I don't know where you're at, but the Holy Spirit knows where you're at and He knows how to guide you and what you need to read. I'm just telling you, that you need to do it every day. You need to do it every day. Every time they went into the Colosseum, I can guarantee you they were probably equipped. If they would let them be, they were probably equipped. You got to read the word. You got to memorize the word. I'm going to get into this in a little bit more detail later, the memorizing. But let me tell you, memorizing is the choice weapon in defeating the enemy. Pray. Cast all of your cares upon him because he cared for you first. That's what the scriptures tell us. This is, this is showing us this, uh, this intimacy, this relationship with the Lord. To cast everything that you have upon him because he cared for you first. Pray, dialogue with him, talk to him, and then stop and listen. Listen to the Lord. 30 seconds, a minute, 
10 minutes, wherever you're at, 10 hours, I don't know. Fourth thing is this, sing. Sing songs of praise and worship. Hey, my goodness, guys. My goodness, we serve the God of all of this creation. We serve Jesus, our Savior, who came and died on the cross from us, rose again, has given us salvation and eternity. Not only that, he sends the Holy Spirit to empower us, to give us victory, to comfort us, to counsel us here and now. God is worthy, amen? He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. Sing to him. If I can sing out in church, Anybody can sing out. It is awful. It's hideous. I can't sing at all. My wife knows I'm singing all the time at the house. And every time she tells me it's horrible. I know. Thank you for that. (laughs) Fifth one is this. Listen. Listen to podcasts, sermons, worship music, and others. Be a friend. Be a buddy. Listen to others. Genius idea. Listen to other people. We might learn something. Watch anything that edifies your soul and brings revelation of him. Discuss who God is and be accountable to somebody. Be accountable to someone. And the last one is this, enjoy. Get outside. Enjoy his creation. Enjoy, enjoy being in, in what he created. Man, oftentimes outside and you see, especially days like today, it's beautiful. And it's like, man, worship just rises up inside you. Thank you, God, for those beautiful trees, this amazing lawn that you gave me the ability to mow today. All of the wonderful things from the Lord uh, that he has created. He's so creative, obviously. Enjoy, enjoy his creation. Enjoy his beauty. This is the basic level, and when I say basic, it's not to undermine me or anyone else in this room because those are all obviously um, powerful things, needed things to have peace in our life. But I put those in the, in the basic category because I want to talk about this and what I refer to as the next level, which is acknowledging him even in the small secret places. The small secret places. The places where it's hard for you to let anyone else into. The places where it's hard to let God into. The place where we have struggle, where we have vices, where we have sin issues, where there might be addiction, all of those different things. Listen, we are all battling through something. But this next level of joining ourselves with God, this next level of deeper peace, How many of you guys want deeper peace in your life? You want deeper peace. This next level is acknowledging him in those things and bringing those things to the light. Bringing those things to the light, which can be done through an accountability relationship, can be done in a lot of different ways. But that's the next level of deepening this peace in our life. The enemy's going to fight that tooth and nail. He's going to fight it tooth and nail, but let me tell you, it's so, so important to take those secret things and bring them to the light. Bring them out so the Lord can minister to them. Preparation. The second thing is this, protection. Protection. The gospel of peace has to be your guiding compass in every decision. The gospel of peace has to be your guiding compass in every decision. If you're like me, some days are filled with encounters and situations that attack our peace in a myriad of ways. 
and on multiple levels. Let me tell you this, just being transparent. One of the main places that I'm attacked is between these two guys right here in my mind. Anybody else identify with that? I know a lot of us can be attacked in our mind. I just want to share a simple illustration. I know a lot of us in here, we, we love movies. We love going to movies. We love watching movies at, at our house. How many of you guys have ever um, been watching a movie and all of a sudden there's this scene and it triggers something inside of you and it connects it back to something in your history, something that was maybe an addiction or something that you're not proud of. And all of a sudden the enemy's just running with you, running with you, running with you. And you find yourself out here and you're on this island. It's like you're doing battle against the enemy. It's like, what? I just wanted to watch a movie. You guys ever been there? I just wanted to watch a movie. I just wanted to chill out. And all of a sudden, the devil's got you over there on the ropes, pounding you in the gut. This is where the memorization of the word is so pivotal. For me, last year, I memorized this verse out of Romans chapter 13, verse 14. It says this, and notice the verbiage here and the symmetry between verse 15 and, and Ephesians. Instead... Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and do not let your mind think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Wow. So what it's saying there, we all have evil desires, but you don't have to indulge in them. We all have evil desires, but you don't have to indulge them. It says, instead, clothe yourself with the armor of God or the presence of God, interchangeable there, same thing. And do not let your mind think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Boom, right there, right then is the victory. I've done it so many times in so many situations. It's not just a movie illustration or story. There's all kinds of different t- times where the enemy's got me on the road to be, and it's like, no. Instead, I will clothe myself with the presence of the Lord. I will not let my mind go there. I will not indulge in these evil desires. In Jesus' name, that is the power of memorizing the word. There's no substitute. There there is no substitute. If I'm pounding anything inside of you today, it's memorize the word. Memorize the word. It is so powerful and is such a key to protecting you. That's what this point is about. It's what the gospel of peace is about. It's about protecting us. First Samuel 2.9 says this. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. The gospel of peace gives such sweet protection. And the third and last thing is this, is purpose. Purpose. It's the calling of every believer to be ministers of the gospel of peace. Everybody look at me. This is so important. It's the calling of every believer, every one of you, to be ministers of the gospel of peace. Romans 10, 15 says it this way. Once again, the symmetry of these verses, it's incredible. I mean, you really can't make this stuff up. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel, but not just the gospel here, the gospel of peace. (laughs) 
think the Lord knows what he's doing. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. It's back to what I said before. The gospel of peace is for us, but it can't just stay for us and in us. It's got to come out of us wherever our feet step. If we're prepared, if we are protected, then wherever our feet step, then we will be able to deliver the purpose of the Lord. We will be able to deliver the gospel of peace. Such a huge part of our calling is to be light, to be witness, to be salt, wherever our feet step. It's huge. Huge, huge, huge. You know, I was thinking today as I was um, rehearsing this and praying through it, you know, we all have every day, we have agendas and things that we want to get accomplished. You know, we, we want to go to the grocery store, Berkshire's or Walmart, and we have an agenda. We want to, we've got this list. We want to get things done, and we want to get out of there. And in the case of Walmart, we want to get out of there safe and protected. Amen? <laughs> I live on the west side. I go to the 64 one. Right, Melissa? So we have an agenda. We have a plan. But here's the thing. The Lord has one, too. The Lord has one too. So you might be thinking, well, I need to go to Walmart. I got to get groceries. The Lord's thinking, yeah, you're going to get groceries, but I'm going to do something in your life. I got someone there that you might need to talk to. Are we even open? Is that even on our grid? Wherever we go, are, are we thinking, I'm around people. Maybe I'm supposed to minister peace. Maybe I'm supposed to encourage Maybe I'm supposed to step out and maybe share something that's nice or invite them to church. Who knows? These past couple of months, I've encountered people. It's, it's really weird. I think the Lord was just setting me up with this message. Um, in Whataburger, the post office, coming out of the post office, and in the parking lot at Walmart. I mean, it's like people are hunting me down. And... Um, or I don't, I don't know what's going on, but there's been a lot of different encounters. But I, I want to talk specifically about um, uh, a couple of months ago, I went into to, um, Whataburger, and I was just getting dinner one evening for our family. There was hardly anyone in there. And when I, when I went up to the desk to order, um, uh, I saw the girl there and, uh, who was going to take my order. And she's, I don't know, 18, 19, 20. And I saw that she was very obviously pregnant. And right then and there, obviously I had a physical agenda. I'm hungry. I want to eat. But the Lord was like, you need to start conversation with her. Now, taking a step back, oftentimes we miss hearing the Lord in those situations because we don't have the gospel of peace on our feet. We didn't start the day joined with him. You guys following this? There's a whole progression and order to all of this. And so I strike up conversation. Well, I order. I strike up conversation. Once again, no one's behind me. And say, hey, uh, when's your baby do? And she tells me, oh, what are you going to have? I mean, I have a boy. Oh, cool. Well, my wife and I, we've got two boys, you know, just talking, smiling, you know. And uh, I, said, um, I said, well, what are, you, what are you most excited about being a parent? You know, talk to me. I mean, what's, uh, uh, what are you looking forward to? And, you know, I mean, this girl's just like, whoa, you know? I mean, like, kind of taken back, but also at the same time, excited. 
that someone was showing interest, you know? And, uh, and so she's talking on and on and on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was very neat. And there, there was a break in the conversation, so I went outside and grabbed one of the Soma invite cards, and I brought it in, and I gave it to her. I said, hey, I, you know, I'm a, a staff pastor at a local church here in Tyler, and I said, we'd, we'd love for you to come to our church. I don't, I don't know where you're at with church or anything like that, but I think there's some people here that you would enjoy hanging out with and uh, you could be friends with. And, um, and so if, you know, if you're not doing anything next Saturday, come on out, you know? And that was it. But the thing was, is it's like that same story unfolds in the post office. That same story unfolds at Walmart. The same story can unfold anywhere. We have an agenda. We're going to get things done in the physical, but in the spiritual. The Lord's saying, just stop and ask. Just stop and pay attention. Let me tell you this. If we would become more like this and get deeper in this, this type of thing is what eliminates a lot of church programs. (laughs) I'm serious. If all of us become deeper in this and in our own peace and ministering peace, eliminate a lot of church programs. I know. I'm I'm a missions pastor. I'm local outreach. I've been there. I've done that. I've been in ministry for a long time now. We don't need programs. We need peace. And that peace will allow us to minister out of it. Vital. Shod your feet. Bind underneath because he wants to crush the head of the enemy every day in our life. And everywhere our feet step, he wants us to minister peace. You guys stand with me. Tony, if you would come up.